in the Hat by Dr. Uh, no more. It, this is America. This used to be America. It, it ain't no more, okay? I know it ain't. That's a part point of the picture. When you go past the, uh, when you try to cancel out the cat and the hat, Dr. Seuss, and also the Muppets, you've gone, I think, a bridge too far. That could be just me. I don't know. You guys can tell me what you guys think. Yeah, give, we can give them the I, number. I'm trying to share Jazz here. isn't on. If you want to call in, I'll take your phone calls right now. What What do you think of the cancel culture, culture going after Dr. Seuss and going after the Muppets, too? 860-410-6336. Wait, 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 wait. What are you doing? No, 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 no. We can still take a phone call. we got time. That's the wrong number. Oh, that's right. We gave out the wrong number. I apologize for that. Um, 860-996-0308. If you guys want to comment. 860-996-0308. If you want to comment on the cancel culture. They're going after... Everything. After the Muppets, and also going after Cat Man. Autoplay. The sun did not shine. It was too wet to play. So we sat in the house all that cold, cold, wet day. Well, that's certainly reason enough to cancel out Dr. Seuss, I would think. I had that movie. We watched it so many times with the kids. Cat Man. The cat in the head, not the cartoon. I had actually the one with Mike Myers. Yep. I cannot believe I remembered his name. I remember nobody's name. The Cat in the Hat by Dr. Seuss. Mm. Uh. My personal oven is on. Autoplay. Pardon me. Am I listening? The sun did not shine. It was too wet to play. So we sat in the house all that cold, cold, wet day. Not only that, but we'll get, actually, let's get Josh on right now. I mean, no, Dr. John. Zero, I'm sorry, John Hayward. Okay. Let's get him on right now. Hello, this is John. Hey, John, Jim Vice, Jen and Jane, Jim and Jen and Jane. Yeah, I wish Jane. <laughs> Jim and Jane Weisfitch. How are you guys days. doing? Um, good, how are you? Not too bad. So it's one of those days where it's hard to remember your own name. So it's either a good day or a really bad day. <laughs> That's true. Well, Jim and Jane is pretty easy, I think. It doesn't get more vanilla, more plain than that, I don't think. Yana, I like oh. I like Yana or check name so much better. Yana is so musical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm stuck being named John. So that's about as average as it gets. Well, Jane. Does Yana mean John? Yeah, pretty much. It's the universal name, isn't it? It's like there's a version of John in every culture on the planet. There's probably aliens out there named John. Well, my, my dad's name, name in Czech was John, um, was Jan. Huh? There has to be a Klingon version of it. Yeah, Klingon version. <laughs> hey, speaking, speaking of Star Wars, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about cancel culture. Uh, apparently Disney fired one of their actresses because she had the temerity not to use her name is Gina uh Carano. She apparently has a temerity not to use, she wouldn't use gender neutral pronouns. In other words, she actually used him and her 
as opposed to I guess I don't know what what's the alternative it in and is I don't know what it would be what a pronoun for it that would be gender neutral. You remember this, well, don't you, John, from Kindergarten Cop? I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, you can go. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that anymore. Well, you wouldn't be able to do that today, would you? You couldn't do that kind of uh, film today, could you, uh, John? Oh, heck no. I, I think everybody needs to get used to the idea that if you don't stop these cancel culture maniacs, they're going to systematically start erasing all of human history, going backwards through everything that they don't like. And especially when it comes to anything that's entertaining, any kind of a book, movie, a novel, you name it, all the great works of literature have been under attack for a long time. This isn't new. But now there's a real push to just flat out erase Shakespeare and everybody else who's politically incorrect and reminds them of some older day before their party and their ideology took over. So either you stand up to these people and start telling them to go to hell, or you get ready to start giving up your history, your culture, your identity, your very language. It's it's time to gear up and fight. We're and I wonder if maybe we're getting to the point of that right now. We're almost like to the point of no return, aren't we, John? We're talking yeah. with Dr. Zero or John Hayward from Breitbart.com, Breitbart News. John, thank you for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. Okay, I'll join you while I'm not canceled yet. <laughs> Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's a novel well, thing. That's, sure. that's something that we will not know. It. I'm sure Facebook will uh, cancel me for that. Yeah, I'm sure there's jackboots marching towards the door right now. You know, unmarked vans pulling up and the, the unsmiling culture police outside the door. No, it really is. You know, you're, it's all about preventing you from being able to think is the bottom line. And that's what these people are trying to do. They're trying to rewire the human soul by basically intimidating and terrorizing us out of saying innocent things, out of making innocent observations, and God forbid, out of resisting them, which is what really got Gina Carano in trouble. The reason she was targeted so aggressively and they ultimately managed to take her down is not just that she refused to use their 58 pronouns or whatever the hell it is, but she made fun of them. When, the, when, they, when they demanded that she start knuckling under to trans ideology, she mocked them. And at that point, they targeted her for annihilation, and they kept pushing until they got her. I was just going to say, how will these people be able to go to a comedy club or listen to a comedy? Because it's full of um, insults and full of things that, that are just going to make them cry. They, they, Which is I, exactly that's exactly right. That is what's happening to comedy. I'm sure you could get pretty much any non-hyper left-wing comedian, you know, that would tell you that. The experiences they're having, some of them are high profile and they're speaking out about it and how they've been targeted and attacked and told they have to turn their media, their material down and there are some people they can't make fun of and that's very much on the table. And it's important to know the people that are doing this, they understand that they, or they believe that they can compel your obedience by forcing you to respect them, by making it illegal or wrong to mock them um, or impugn them or disobey them in any way. Aren't they trying to get rid of bullying? And that's bullying. Well, speaking <laughs> no, of bullying. They get rid of bullying. They studied it. They studied bullying and weaponized it. Boy, this is a big, big point of mine. I go back to this all the time these days when I'm writing. But they, the big anti-bullying crusade of the 2000s, remember that, you know, for, yeah. for a good 10, 12 years, they weren't getting rid of bullying. They were weaponizing it. 
they were studying how bullies work. They were studying how intimidation tactics work. They were watching how people respond to those things to children. And then they cooked all that stuff and brewed it in their laboratory and unleashed cancel culture and political correctness and transgender fascism guess, and all this other stuff on I it. Guess this, this is all deliberate. Governor Cuomo has a reputation for being one of the biggest bullies around. <laughs> yes, I guess he, he certainly has the body count to prove it. That's well, a fact. That, uh, the funny part is, I want, and I wanted to bring that up, and I don't remember if it was Jesse Waters or if it was uh, Gutfeld that said yesterday that now they're now they're um, putting him on trial before because he kissed somebody, but he murdered people, and that was no problem. Now he kissed three girls. I, I don't I don't want to take it lightly. I know that you know it's it's um, something like that. Especially your woman, right? Right. Man? Yeah. But you know what? He murdered people. <laughs> well, right, and that is the name of the game. The reason this is all happening and that all this sexual harassment stuff is bubbling out against Cuomo now is because they know that he went too far. I mean, a, a lot of people on the left, he's becoming a liability. They can't cover for him anymore. The stuff where he lied to the federal government to conceal how many people he killed. For God's sake, why is the guy not slow walking in chains right now after doing that? You know, and a lot of people in the country, after what's happened to us in the pandemic, as it seems like maybe it's finally starting to wind down and in real life might be around the corner again people are going to want an accounting of the worst of the worst and andrew cuomo is the worst of the worst on this planet there aren't many people that did worse than him as far as killing people with the coronavirus and he's responsible for a lot of the coronavirus the rest of the united states had to deal with because he's such an idiot and he couldn't cut he couldn't control the state properly somebody, and wants, they're, to, they're somebody wants to take his throne that's the problem somebody else people, wants to slip in that's part of it. There's a lot of backstabbing. There always is in one-party states. They always turn into these slimy little backstabbing festivals. But the other thing is that people on the left in the Democratic Party understand that he's a big problem, but they can't criticize him for the coronavirus stuff because they used him to get rid of Trump. They can't turn around now and say, oh, man, he, he killed all those people. That's really awful. They can't criticize him for that. So they're using this. They're using the sexual harassment stuff to get rid of him and neutralize him as a liability. And they might not be able to knock him out of office with it because it is a degenerate one-party state. So he's, he's going to be there for a while. He might even win re-election. But they can neutralize him as a national political force by doing this. And that's exactly what they're doing. And John, um, you're absolutely right, Jen. I don't know if you heard John say that um, Disney was looking for a reason to fire her, and they finally found one. They were looking for a reason to get rid of her because she wouldn't bow to the cancel culture language. And if you keep pushing hard enough, you can find something in, in the days of social media, especially people that are plucky and they're a bit sarcastic and they like pushing back and they don't like being pushed around. You keep poking and pushing those people and eventually they're going to write a tweet or something that you can use against them, a Facebook post, an Instagram post, something you can take to their employers and pressure them out of the business, especially when you're dealing with an industry that's been thoroughly co-opted by the ideological left. And that certainly would be Hollywood and Disney. And you know, it wasn't that hard to get them to get rid of her. I don't know. I'm sorry for interrupting and stepping on you. I don't know if you heard Andrew Cuomo's apology, but I happen to cut a little bit of it. I want you to listen to it if I can, if you can, and give me your comments on his non-apology apology. Here's Andrew Cuomo, courtesy of Channel 4 WNBC in New York. I, uh, you know, but the idea that's that... The right um, one. That's, um, you get... that's the wrong one? Yeah, that's... Um... Looking for a pot. That's Uncle Joe. That's Uncle Joe being Uncle Joe again. 
Sorry, I apologize. But you know what, uh, John? They're they're apologize. just like Nazis. They they are Nazis, um, and they will they will in how do you say that implode? Implode. Right. implode they will yeah. implode. They yeah. absolutely will. They're doing it to themselves. Okay, here's the Channel Four news coverage of the uh, Cuomo's apology. Tell their story. There should be an independent review of these allegations. It's They're Jen serious. Saki. Uh, it was hard to read that story as a woman, and that process should move forward as quickly as possible. The allegations come as the governor is also facing backlash for his handling of nursing home deaths and claims of bullying by Democratic leaders. The mayor today weighing in, saying questions of this magnitude cannot hang over the heads of New Yorkers as we fight off a pandemic and economic crisis. It's clear what must now take place. The state legislature must immediately revoke the governor's emergency powers that overrule local control. In addition, two fully independent investigations must be held immediately into the deaths at nursing homes and the disturbing personal misconduct allegations. Speaking of disturbing, I actually agree with de Blasio. That's disturbing to me. <laughs> well, speak of the knives coming out. Yeah, de Blasio apparently has it in for Cuomo, and he, he's, he's dancing on his grave here. But this all sets up options for the Democratic Party. If, if they realize Cuomo is too big of a liability and those investigations start coming back with criminal stuff, then he can pop up and say, oh, I'm going to I'm going to resign because of my sexual harassment allegations. I don't think he'll resign unless the party does a lot of work to make him do it. He's going to tough it out because that's what Democrats do. Democrats can usually just brazen these things out and the media will forget about it after a week and they'll, they'll move on to something else. Well, that's so why we, that I wish so I had, had the apology for you. In his apology, he said, look, I'm not going to resign because I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't mean to offend anybody. I certainly, that was not my intention to make a sexual harassment Well, Bill Clinton statement. didn't. Bill Clinton didn't resign either. Those people just ride on a wave somehow. That's but, like, but there is the Quad and watch the Quad act because they won the throne. Oh, you don't mean the Quad, you mean the Squad. Um, thank you. Whatever. <laughs> quad, Squad. Squat, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's a calculation they're going to make if they see an opportunity to move in on him, to, to steal the power away. Then maybe you'll see more people in the Democratic Party and in New York's single-party hierarchy will turn against him and it'll get so bad that he has to go. But unless that happens, he probably thinks he put this to bed with his apology today. And, you know, from here on out, it's yeah. all just hammering. Did, you, did you see how he repeated everything twice? Precisely. I wanted to shoot myself in the head oh, because Cuomo. he just Cuomo. He he just oh, that's just disgusting. And he and he brings up his father. You know, he's, he's oh. trying to hide behind his father's and his, his shade, father you know? and his and his, his ma oh, and he, his mind. He kissed and... people too. He, my father kissed a lot of people too. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. So did Joe Biden and uh, had the hair glistening <laughs> on his legs and children sitting on his lap and they're all sick. Do you yeah, remember? Do you good. remember Anthony Weiner? <laughs> yeah, with the Anthony precise, with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, uh, with the great name. <laughs> well, remember what they tried to do to keep Anthony Weiner alive. They gave up on him pretty fast. You know, he was obviously toast in a, a couple of weeks there. But at first, when they tried to keep his political career alive, remember the excuses that they were being trotted out. You know, they're all just out to get me. It's just those rascally Republicans who want to silence my message of equality and fairness for all the people, blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they, they try that stuff. They always try to deflect. And then they watch the polls and they watch the news and they see what people are talking about online. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to get back to what John was talking about. 
uh, as far as Cuomo is concerned and his excuses um, when he said, I, sure, I kiss people. Sure, I, I kissed a woman, but I always kiss people. I'm very affectionate, and I always give people hugs. Is that That's not an excuse in the eyes of the law as far as the law is concerned. You can't oh, no. say I always, I always put my hands up up young ladies' skirts when I greet them. Just a, it's a custom of mine. You're gross. And it's not even just the eyes of the law, really. I mean, we have this whole Me Too movement. You know, it doesn't get talked about as much these days. It's, it's kind of past its salad days because they started going after powerful Democrats. And at that point, the, the movement had outlived its usefulness. But the whole premise of the Me Too movement was that it doesn't matter if it's illegal or if it's even felonious assault. If you're pressuring women into doing things like this and, and submitting to this kind of treatment, that it's wrong and men shouldn't use their power to do things like that. So he's, he's a poster boy for the kind of thing the Me Too movement was designed to eliminate. But because it was all hyper-political, and it stopped being funny once they started going after Democrats, that movement has now been largely sidelined and rendered a joke. And you don't really hear as much about it anymore, and you're not going to hear anything from him about Cuomo. Don't hold your breath waiting for any of the great Me Too champions to come out and say that he's got to go. Yeah, where are the 300 girls that they want to bring home, right? Oh, oh great. What happened to that? But I wish I remembered yesterday they had Cuomo actually from 2019 or 2018. I forget if it was the five. But um, he, was, he was talking about how disgusting the sexual harassment is. And you need to trust all these women. It was uh, when the, um, the judge um, was being judged. Judge Kavanaugh, right? Yeah, Kavanaugh, right. Did you re- Kavanaugh, remember right. what they did to him? That, that's oh, yeah. The, well, mean... that, the problem is you have some women that come out when it's convenient, when it, they, they make up all these lies, and then you have real victims that are not being believed. It's Which, just, uh, if I were a real victim or their advocates, you'd think you would be quite upset about that. I, it's surprising, and I guess it's not surprising, it's disappointing, that you don't hear real victims' advocates of, of women who really were victimized, and there's plenty of them, you know, that have right. real, <laughs> real stories to tell. Why are they not coming out and saying, you people have completely trivialized the serious issue? Well, you be- turned it into a sickening political game, be- and we're talking about people's lives at stake here. We're, we're talking with John Henry from Breitbart.com. John, where is actually judge judge today? I am a nasty <laughs> woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. A man whose words are a diss track to America. Electoral college sanctioned hate speech contaminating this national anthem. I'm not as nasty as Confederate flags being tattooed across my city. Maybe the South actually is gonna rise again. Maybe for some, it never really fell. Blacks are still in shock. I am a nasty woman. Where is she today, John? I think she's actually in the hospital, isn't she? She got injured or something recently. But I think Ashley Judd particularly is, is incommunicado at the moment. And I promised my audience we'd talk a little bit. Of, again, this is in John's humble opinion. This is nothing more than opinion. It's not a medical diagnosis. But we were talking about we were talking about Joe Biden's appears appears as a declining mental state. Here's Joe earlier this this month i uh you know but the idea that um 
over 500. I think it's, I have a card. I carry a card with me every day with the total number of folks who have been affected by the, uh, as of uh, yesterday, there were 500,071 people who have died from this. For God's sake. Okay. That's, that's so that's Joe Biden. He doesn't even know how many people. Well, he died. has not had that. They have been pointing this out that he has not have had press conference yet. Life right. Run. No State of the Union has been scheduled, which yeah. is very unusual. It's usually on the books by now. He hasn't held any press conferences alone. He always has handlers with him, like his wife or somebody that's there to take over when he falls apart during the, the press conference. And, John, it's, he had an index card in front of him, and he couldn't tell you how many people had died from the coronavirus. Yes, it's not normal. It's not good. It's it's not what we're looking for in a chief executive. And more people should have thought about that before the election, but they didn't. So here we are. Until he's actually declared unfit or you know physically incapable of continuing, there's your president. Well, you have two other people in a line for the throne. You've got Kamala and you have uh, Nancy. So God help us. <laughs> you know, talk about Game of Thrones, right? You, you want to see some knives coming out? You know, it's a fight over that. That could get really ugly. What a great a video game that would be, John. <laughs> and it's not what anybody should be looking forward to. I mean, we, we do want some constancy, consistency of office, in, especially in the presidency. It does matter. You know, the president is not just a ceremonial figurehead. He's got a job to do. And, and when you compare that, you know, the way Joe Biden was in that clip, the way he is whenever and the rare occasions he speaks in public, you look at, at the guy and then look at that gigantic, unprecedented, historic tidal wave of executive orders that he issued. And it's, it doesn't line up and it's not good. It means he's just sitting there blankly signing stuff that other people yeah. are shoving in front of him. He doesn't even know what he's people, signing. He doesn't even know those, what he's signing. Those other people have an agenda that is not at all what anybody who voted for Joe Biden thought they were getting. It's um, well, it's it's just disaster, I think. Well, right. and on the other hand, you know, the, the the other big hot trend in social media right now is people on the left who are super disappointed in, in Joe Biden, and they're they're complaining, oh, is he, what's he doing? He's bombing Syria, you know. He's he, he's not doing all the marvelous, wonderful, magical, utopian stuff we thought he was going to do. He's he's bombing Syria, and he's putting kids in cages on the border again. Oh yeah, that one. Um, what is he? What what? How how short are they on the beds? Is it? <laughs> I don't even know the number, honestly. It's it's well, it's not surprising. Why is anybody confused by that? If you inspire people to think that the borders are wide open, and especially to think that all they have to do is toss a child across the border and they're they're in great, you know, it's all done, then that's what they're going to do. And you're going to have a gigantic number of unidentified people, maybe with the coronavirus, mm. who are flooding across the border. And what are they doing? They're just shipping them on to the rest of the United States. You and I and everybody listening to this are under house arrest forever because of the coronavirus. But illegal aliens that have it, and they, they're just shipping them in buses to everywhere in the heartland they can send them. Maybe coronavirus, right maybe coronavirus, maybe tuberculosis, maybe something even more fun. Right, but we're not allowed to even ask about that. That's the, the mentality, the ideology that controls immigration right now. 
Yeah, right. You can't even say, gee, are they sick? Do we know who they are? Remember during the Trump era when they were screaming and yelling about kids in cages torn from the arms of their parents Mm -hmm. and nobody in the media bothered to listen when the actual government executives involved in this, you know, the immigration service, came out and said they're they're not being torn from their parents. We have no idea who those people are. A lot of those kids aren't with their parents and they never were. They were sent over with human smugglers and with people posing as their parents and we can't confirm it. But nobody wanted to listen to that. They all just said, oh, it's just that evil Trump. He loves tearing children away from their parents and putting them in cages. And now that Joe Biden is doing the same damn thing because it's the only thing you can do when a tidal wave of people hits the border, all of a sudden it's Biden fun camp. They're, they're, they're not prisons and kids in cages anymore. No, now they're temporary orientation they're, and entertainment centers. Or right, the way John Saki came out and said <laughs> it's nothing at all like Donald Trump. Donald Trump was much worse. Totally, but yeah, are they? Who do, do you believe, Joe Biden or your lion eyes? <laughs> Aren't they the same yeah. facilities? exactly the same. In at least one notable case, it's exactly the same facility. And it's the facility that lefties attacked by trying to boycott the company that was providing them mattresses. Remember back in the day, they, they had this big boycott of, I think Wayfair was the company that was making mattresses. And they said, oh, we're going to shut this down by boycotting the mattresses. It's the same place. <laughs> and they're shoving kids back into the same cages. And none of these sickening hypocrites could give less of a damn because they never cared about it at all. It was always just a way to beat up Trump. It was always purely political and ideology. It never had anything to do with anybody actually caring one whit about the welfare of children. And all these people that are rushing across the border, they're saying, or claiming asylum, but when the question is asked, asylum from what? That question can't be answered. You can't you can't claim asylum from poverty in this country. Yeah, but do you see how well dressed they are? They, they look come pretty, here because you're poor. They look pretty well fed and pretty well dressed. So what are they claiming well, asylum from? Like when Jane defected, she was defecting from tyranny from from people like Lenin and Mark, not Lenin and Mark, sorry, Lenin and Stalin. Who are going to kill a lot of a lot of the refugees that come south of the border, you know, come up from South America. They say that they're worried about, they fear for their lives from gang violence. And, they so probably, and that's it, not, I believe that. that's not implausible. I would be worried about my safety too, if I was them. But that's so coming, that's over here. Look at Portland. That's the problem. It comes with them. The other thing nobody wanted to talk about during Barack Obama's madcap open borders policy is that he was waving entire fully functional paramilitary units across the border. These gangs were coming in fully loaded and ready to rock and roll, and the Obama people were telling you they were helpless waifs that were just looking for shelter because they're abused children, and it's a bunch of gangbangers that immediately set up operations and loaded themselves up with guns to the gills and started running drug operations and stuff all across the country. That, that pathology comes with them, and it all boils down to the simple fact that you either control the border or you don't. If you do control it, then you can look at who people are, you can try to identify them, you can make generous provisions for genuine refugees, and you can try to get people in that really need help, but at least you can try to stop people who are not who they say they are, or you don't know who they are, or they're sick, or they're criminals, or what have you. You can try to exercise some control, or you don't do that, and you take your chances with whoever comes in. We've been talking with John Hayward, otherwise known as AKA Dr. Zero, a columnist and writer and reporter with Breitbart.com, Breitbart News. John, thank you for joining us. We're going to take some phone calls now. Thank you, John. You're so good to Take a bow. It's always so good to talk to you. Dr. Zero, you're great. We love having you on. You're always one of our most popular guests. Thank you again. Always a pleasure. Okay, always John. a pleasure. Take you're the care, best. Guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
No, I was going to open up the phone lines now. Yeah, it's open. I want to hear what you guys have to say about the cancel culture. Eight six zero nine nine six zero three zero. Uh, zero, 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 three, zero, eight. Uh, we have actually a listener who was uh, somehow related to the um, Dr. Uh, Seuss, which is uh, Linda. Linda, give us a call. 860-996-0308. I think it was her dad's cousin. Something like if that. not, I'm going to move on to the minimum wage. If you're not going to call, I will move on anyway. <clears throat> this is Dr. Walter Williams. In the COVID relief package, there's an increase in the minimum wage to um, $15 an hour. Now, only a liberal would think that's a good thing. What this CBO has in their Congressional Budget Office and their report, it shows that uh, 700,000 people will be lifted out of poverty by increasing the minimum wage. Well, it sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Unfortunately, the same report says that more than 1 million people will lose their jobs. So 700,000 are lifted out of poverty by increasing the minimum wage, but 1 million will lose their jobs or go into poverty. Only a liberal would think that's a great idea. Listen to Walter Williams. I don't call it liberal, I call it lip fart. Now listen to what Walter Williams had to say about the minimum wage. A lot of people say the minimum wage law is an anti-poverty device. It, you know, it right. reduces poverty. Well, that's, that doesn't even pass the smell test. I mean, because if it were an anti-poverty device, rather than our spending all these millions and billion dollars, billions of dollars in foreign aid, we just tell Bangladesh and Haiti, you could be rich like we are, just have a higher minimum wage. That's just utter nonsense. And then also, the empirical evidence on the minimum wage law, in 1948, the unemployment rate among black teenagers was 9.4%. 1948. This the was Walter Williams at the Heritage Foundation. Unemployment rate among white teenagers was like 10.2. It was lower for blacks than whites. Yeah. And the labor force participation rates uh, for black teenagers were greater than uh, white mm -hmm. teenagers. Matter of fact, it was 106%. Mm -hmm. And so you say, well, well, how come in 1948? Was there less discrimination? Is that why? Or were right. blacks more in 1948 higher skilled than whites? No, it was the minimum wage law. Mm -hmm. And then also the extent of coverage in the minimum wage law, because when it first came out, I think, I'm not absolutely sure, it only covered. If you go to radiovaceonline.com, you can actually hear and read about what Walter Williams told us about the minimum wage and race, race and economics. Walter Williams said that raising the minimum wage is hardest on minority kids and teenagers. They tend to be hit the hardest, not help the most, but hurt the most. So don't buy into this. Makes liberals feel good. But why does it make them feel good if it costs jobs and especially costs black youth and black teenagers their jobs? Here's Milton Friedman on the minimum wage. From the PBS series, Free to Choose. Because the fact is that the programs that are labeled as being for the poor, for the needy, almost always have effects exactly the opposite of those which their well-intentioned sponsors intend them to have. As an example, what are you referring to? Let me give you a very simple example. Take the minimum wage law. It's well-meaning sponsors. There are always, in these cases, two groups of sponsors. There are the well-meaning sponsors, and there are the special interests who are using the well-meaning sponsors as front men. 
you almost always, when you have bad programs, have an unholy coalition of the do-gooders on the one hand and the special interests on the other. The, the minimum wage law is as clear a case as you could want. The so here you have two of the, two of the leading libertarian economists. Either one is labeled a conservative or a Republican. ...are, of course, the trade unions, the monopolistic craft trade unions in particular. The do-gooders believe that by passing a law saying that nobody shall get less than $2 an hour or two fifty an hour or whatever the minimum wage is, you are helping poor people who need the money. You are doing nothing of the kind. What you are doing is to assure that people whose skills are not sufficient to justify that kind of a wage will be unemployed. It is no accident that the teenage unemployment rate, the unemployment rate among teenagers in this country, is over twice as high as the overall unemployment rate. It's no accident that that was not always the case. This is Milton Friedman on PBS back in the 60s. That's why the numbers you are giving. Can I say something? Yes, This please. is, once again, look at the history and look what they've been trying to do, the socialists that have been trying to do. Got the freaking taxes. The taxes are killing everybody. And they're <clears throat> making decisions with our money. That's, that's your line. They're, they're all, it's all their money. They're just letting you keep some. Just, it's just, just stop. You're going to tax us to death to take care of us? I don't want you to take care of me. That's not why I came here. Go to another country that's going to take care of you, and you can pay through your nose. But that's not, that's not why people come to this country. People that come to this country come for freedom, making your decision, doing whatever you want, not the government to dictate. There are plenty of states, countries that you can go to. What is going to be left when, when they're going to take over this, this country? They already have California. Connecticut is screwed. Um, it's, this is so frustrating. Here you have Walter E. Williams, though, and <clears throat> Milton Friedman. You can't find two finer economists than those telling you why the minimum wage is bad. Think anybody would listen to them? I doubt it. We, we miss Walter Williams so badly. If you were alive today, he'd be on the show today. Why don't you give out the phone number for us? I did. One more time. It's written down. Okay, we'll give Walter Williams one more chance at this. 9.4%. 1948. 1948. The unemployment rate among white teenagers was like 10.2. It was labor, lower. Huh? It was lower. Lower for blacks than whites. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the labor force participation rates uh, for black teenagers were greater than uh, white mm -hmm. teenagers. Matter of fact, it was 106%. Mm -hmm. And so you say, well, well, how come in 1948? Was there less discrimination? Is that why? Or were blacks more in 1948 higher skilled than whites? No, it was the minimum wage law. Mm. And then also the extent of coverage in the minimum wage law, because when it first came out, I think, I'm not absolutely sure, it only covered about 40-some percent of jobs. And so if you were thrown out of a job because of minimum wage law, there was this uncovered sector that you could go to. But now I think the minimum wage law covers like 98% or virtually all jobs. So if you're a liberal and you think raising the minimum wage actually is going to help people who are working. There's the other thing that we didn't bring up, but we did with Walter Williams the last time he was on. If you're actually working at the same business I am, thank you.
um, before working in the same business, and you've been working there for five years, you have much more experience than I have, and you're making $6 an hour. Now, all of a sudden, I'm making $15 an hour. Your minimum wage has to go up as well, or even higher, correct? You can go in a circles about this. This is going to cost more money to employ people, so you're going to pay more if you want to have And food. if you're a liberal, you're not helping anybody at all. No, in fact, you're, you're hurting minority right. teenagers. You can't. You are not going to be desirable. We're not going to be able to afford anything. People will lose their jobs because of this. But Small coffee shops, for instance, right. will have to lay people off in order to keep the payroll at the same level. <clears throat> Businesses are not free rides. They run on money. I know and, it's all their money. And they run, run businesses for a reason. Like, to make a profit. You know, uh, I know President Trump was not presidential to some people, but he was running a business. This is a business. This this thing is a business, and he was trying to weed out the bad people that has been have been sitting there forever. He did not succeed. I hope he's going to come back and succeed. But um, <sighs> we have time to take your phone calls before we sign off. Not a lot, though, so please jump in. 860-996-0308-860-888-2101. It's written down. Got the number. And uh, you just you had some people commenting in a room. Um, but it's just so frustrating. You, you know, when you think you can raise minimum wage, you are not really helping anybody. Um, people, I, I started with minimum wage, and I, I rose out of nowhere. I educated myself. I... I got better at what I was doing, and I was doing better than people that actually went to school that got better um, paycheck to begin with because they had title or they had um, a college degree. Not even college degree. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't matter. It, it. You know what? You rise yourself. You you get yourself where you want to get by working. Um, Michael, I want to thank you for complimenting us. But if you really want to help us out, give us a phone call right now and jump in and join the show. We always have at least one phone call, correct? There is Jesse, yeah. And Morgan's here. Jesse, come on, Jesse, Jesse give Morgan, us a call. Morgan, David was watching for a little bit. Linda was watching for a little bit. Um, Morgan, give us a call. Christina is here. Um, Christina, come on, Christina. You've got the early Well, we up. can have a discussion. If they just want to listen, they can listen. You, you took the uh, economy college classes i did take the economy college well do tell us something about it well the only you thing were... i can tell you is that the raising the minimum wage has never been a good idea the perfect minimum wage you know what the perfect minimum wage is zero zero exactly do you know why that is yeah because you are only worth what you are worth precisely so you can't set a minimum the government can't tell you what somebody's worth some employees worth the government should never be allowed to interfere that much in a, in a business. A business will tell you whether you're worth that much. In fact, if you don't like the job and the pay, you're, the, you're free to move on. You're free to choose, as Milton Friedman used to say. Get off your arse and find a different job. Well, maybe it's and a as Walter Williams said, it wouldn't pass the smell test. smell test. I love that. Well, why give aid to other countries? Just have those other countries raise their minimum wage. Okay, well, do you want to move on the other thing, uh, the girl from um, Disney? Oh, yeah, let's talk about the cancel culture. The girl from Disney. What who, was her uh, name? 
I don't know. I she was a out. she was a wrestler. You had her on the phone, I think. But um, so this see. girl got um fired because she said certain things like oh and she didn't. You she know what? Uh, we have people in the government media. that say that make fun of us. Um, that suffered, that lost thousands. Of, we lost thousands of life in um, um. Nine one one to who said that? Some people did some things. Now this is a woman that is married to her brother and that is cheating on her taxes and is just riding her way up, doing whatever she wants to do. But we have a girl in Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland, Disney. No, she's works on a Disney show. Disney show that said Star Wars spinoff, and she. Uh, didn't say anything, but she posted a couple things on social media and reposted them. And she would not use gender new, neutral pronouns. So they looked for a reason to get rid of her. Yes, that's exactly right, Morgan. Um, some people said some things and did some things. Um, yeah, that's exactly who it is, Diaperhead. Um, I did say that. But um, so she she reposted something about this country becoming a Nazi nation. Guess what? So they are now trying to cancel books. They are trying to cancel shows. They are trying to cancel people that are inconveniently making fun of them. Um, this is like a Nazi Germany. It is. And Nazi Germany, when you spell it out, is a National Socialist Workmen's Party. So people need to understand that just because you change name of something doesn't mean that it's different. So we have the socialism, communism, Marxism, Leninism, um, the uh, liberals, liberalism. I don't, I would have to write the list down. But they're the same with the different name and with a slightly different twist on, on it. They're, but they're the same. Everything is the same idea. They are dictatorships that just want to take control over your money and over your lives. They just want to tell you what to do, how to live, what to wear, what to say, uh, blah, blah, blah. Somebody help me out. Here's her name. Her name is Gina Corano. Gina Corano. She was the wrestler. Can you? That's right. She was fired for after calling up, making posts on social media that Disney found important. I think one of her posts was that being a Republican in Hollywood today is like being a Jew during Nazi Germany. Well, that's and not she's true. not that far off. Well, she, that's not true. Nobody's How do, being hauled off to a camp yeah, not in yet. Hollywood. Not yet. That's <laughs> that's what the Czechs were thinking when uh, Hitler just came for lunch. Um, can you? Can, <laughs> that's a fact. It's um, you he know. Just came for lunch. Yeah, he just came for lunch. You don't think it's bad until it hits you in the freaking face. People are snitching on each other as it is already because of masks. They're having us under control like sheets. And I don't care what Gina posted and whether she used gender neutral uh, pronouns. Play the, uh, play the, do you have that clip? Yeah, I do have the clip. And that's, that's how I feel. I don't care. Hey, I think I'm a millionaire. Would you treat me like one? I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, you can go. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> That's from Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, and... and, and the, that wouldn't even pass the smell test, eh? That'd never <laughs> get past the sensors. 
And, you know, you may call me insensitive. You want to be what you want to be, but you're born a certain way, and that's what you are. Period. Um, by the way, I don't care what Corano said or what she posted. It doesn't matter. We have freedom of speech here, even if you don't like what she said. Um, and I don't like what she had to say about Nazi Germany. I hate Nazi analogies. But as you said, we're getting closer and closer but, to Hitler land. But do you right? understand what the Nazi work means? It means National Socialist, Socialist Workmen's, Workers Party. Workmen's Party. Not Workmen's, but Workers Party. No, Workmen. It's, it was Workmen's Party because women were not really working that much at the time. It, that's a fact if you look it up. And so just because... Just because it has a the, like the fascist, do you know what fascia is? Fascia is in your body. It's it's a skin, um, and if you don't uh, if you don't loosen up your fascia, it becomes like a um, um, scar tissue. Tom Hines says, "If you're a woman, be proud. If you're a man, be proud." Absolutely. Tom, give us a call. We have time for one phone call. But fascist party had nine nine six zero three zero eight, right? Yes. 860-996-0308. Give us a call, Tom. Fa fascist party meant togetherness. They were together. They, they, you just have to see what you're looking at. So Disney says her posts were in social media were abhorrent and intolerable. Well, who are you to say? What Are they going to decide what is good and tolerable I've, now? I've been corrected. Who died and made them the god of... Um, but I think uh, I don't think the German was in it. I could be wrong. Who died and made them the deciders of what Tom, is tolerable speech. Smartass. <laughs> yes, it is connective tissue. It's when you skin the chicken and you have that little, like, a slimy... Membrane. That the membrane, that's your, um, that's the uh, fascia. So fascist party is based on that name or on that word because that's a Latin word. Okay, I think we've come to the close here then. Oh, Tom, is, Tom is going to call. Tom, are you actually going to call us? 996. Zero three zero eight. Nine nine six zero three zero eight eight six zero nine nine six zero three zero eight. Give us a call if you want, Tom. You have time. Music hasn't started yet. I did not want to do this. I know, but you're here. You are. I and I I keep talking the whole time. Why don't you? Eight six zero nine nine six zero three zero eight. I just all I have to it. say is is don't believe that the minimum wage is helping anybody in get out of the poverty level. It might help some people, but it's going to hurt even more people as companies cut people loose in order to keep their payroll at the same exactly. level. Exactly. It's going to uh, get more people, more companies out of business. It's going to hurt everybody. If it's going to hurt people and will raise prices as well. Hold on one second. got to hit the... Uh, Line first. Exactly. Go ahead, Tom. What do you want? <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hello. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Good. Good how thanks, are you? Tom. Hey, I'm doing great. Great, guys. You're on the air, Tom. <clears throat> I'm on the air. How about that for a change? Okay. Once again. So what's, the, what's the topic? 
whatever you want it to be. We we've talking been talking about minimum wage, whether it helps or whether it hurts. And we've been oh, talking well, about that, and we have been talking about the cancel culture too. Definitely hurts. Tom, right, you were well, a small small businessman. Let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a slight analysis on the minimum wage of what fifteen dollars an hour in Connecticut would be. It would actually cost the employer. Right, so the total amount per hour per employee would be in the approximate labor neighborhood of about $22 an hour. That's because of the contribution that the employer has to pay for Social Security, Medicare, um, unemployment benefits, liability, and all of the other costs that go into it. Such so it's as not the IRS $15 an hour at all, Tom. It's not $15 it's, no, an it, hour. No, it's not. It's closer to nineteen to twenty-one, twenty-two dollars an hour, depending on the cost of the business. Plus, so, plus. Uh, sorry, I'm interrupting, but you're paying taxes on that, so you're never going to see fifteen dollars an hour. No, the employer is never going to see fifteen dollars an hour, because they're, they're going to right. So that the Trump tax cuts, right. Anything above that $12,000 mark, they're now going to have to pay taxes on. So does that really help? No, of course not. That whistling in the background is your bird, right, Tom? That is James, the African Gray, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. They're great. <laughs> and does it speak, Tom? Oh, he speaks when he wants to. <laughs> he speaks when he wants to. When he wants to. He is... He's kind of like my cancel culture because when I start talking, he starts talking, and then I can't talk. <laughs> Sounds like Jim. <laughs> he's, like, he's my uh, he's my liberal democratic bird. I'm sure he's a liberal. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, my dogs are yeah. My dogs are Republican because they don't share their food. <laughs> they don't share. And Tom, what do you think about this uh, actress in Hollywood being canceled? Because she wouldn't use gender-neutral um, pronouns. Here's my thing. I don't pay attention to Hollywood. I don't care what those people have to say. I don't I don't care what they do in their lives. I could even care less about who are those royalties up there in Canada or up in the northwest part of the Canada. Um, oh, the Oregonians. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. They're, they are not important to my life. So... How I is, don't listen to them. How is Whole Foods? Because they have the how same, the, the Whole Foods, they have the same policy now. You cannot use the uh, gender, what do you call it? Gender neutral. Gender neutral. You you cannot use it at Whole Foods. So when I go buy my oh, you sneaky mean you cheese. Have to use gender, you cannot use gender specific right, pronouns. Right, so gender specific. So when I go buy my stinky cheese over there, I'll make sure that I'll say thank you, ma'am, or thank you, sir. Oh, I see. But you can't say like thank the you. Like the words I use, that's, that's you. I have the power to speak. If, if you're born a male and you want it to be, you look, right? If you're walking, don't ask me to call you, you know, just because you're dressed as a guy and you want to be called a Z. What, what the heck is a Z? I, identify. I don't know. You're born a man. I identify as a millionaire. Can you treat me that way, please? Right. So this how, little, how do I do that? So this little clip from kindergarten. You just Gap. give me everything for free. 
Kindergarten Cop, this little clip from Kindergarten Cop would be canceled out today. I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, you can go. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> well, you can't say that today, can you, Tom? <laughs> no, you can't. You know, but I don't walk around, uh, you know, work saying to my coworkers, hey, how's your penis or how's your vagina? I could care less. That's your business. You know, I don't go around saying to my uh, colored black African-American friends, hey, how how you doing, my black friend? Right. I, I don't I, I see people as people. I don't see people as their gender. I don't. Right. But that I mean, it's kind of complicated, but. No, but you're no. not a liberal. You're a man. No, you're a man. You're normal. You're that's that's what it is. You're normal. That's how it is. Uh, we had um, incident. We had incident. Um, my kids were getting dropped off last week, and their uh, friend from school, who happens to be liberal, or her parents are liberal, African American, tried to say. She said, "Say an N word." So I sent her N words. I sent her Nimrod. Nincompoop, nutcase, and that was the end of it. People are trying to prompt, uh, kids are trying to prompt kids to, They're to, laying to in say the weeds bad waiting things. for kids to say bad things. Yeah, well, person, if you try to do that to corrupt somebody else, right? Well, that's what, what you believe. But that's what they, that's what liberals do. Of course. They want to be in control. They have the keys to the car. They got the keys back from Obama, and they're going to drive everybody to insanity. I mean, just take a look at what's going on with Dr. Seuss. Really? Ugh. Really? I know. I just ordered myself a uh, green eggs with the ham uh, T-shirt today. And I, I'm going to wear it everywhere. I'm going to buy some Dr. Seuss books and put them in my library. You're going to have to do it soon. You better do it. They're already being um, un- not available. Some of them are not available. When you go on uh, Amazon. Tom, thank you for I'm calling in. We're going to move along now and end the show. Should we come to and then uh, All right. Tom, good to talk Tom to you. Some applause. Hey, good to talk Tom. to you. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. That's for you, Tom. Well, I won't back down. And we won't back down. We'll always stand for a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government. A less politically correct government. And unfortunately for Jane, speaking her mind. Well, I always stand for that, Jane. Thank you for joining us. Jane, give us some traveling music. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. And remember, boys have penises and girls have vaginas.